We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Are you crying? Are you crying? There's no crying. There's no crying in baseball. You think football is still fun? Uh, yes. Sir. Yes, no. No? Sir, sir uh, it was fun. Not anymore, though, is it? Is it? No, not by No, it's not fun anymore. Not even a little bit. Just look at that. He hit the fucking ball. That gets a free steak. <laughs> you having fun yet? Oh, yeah. I'm having a blast. Thanks. Good. All right, welcome back to Big Screen Sports, the sports movie podcast brought to you by Blue Wire Podcast. I am your host, Kyle Banduho. Uh, today's episode is one that I am excited as hell about. I got Chris Long, host of host of Greenlight with Chris Long, two-time Super Bowl champion, um, just one of the coolest fucking guys I've ever talked to on this podcast. Really excited to have him on, but going to do a little housekeeping here as we come out of the Ted Lasso season one rewatch. Going to be getting back in the swing of things, bringing sports movies and movies back into the fold. Chris and I actually don't don't talk much about sports movies in this episode, but again, I think it's one that, that long-time listeners of the show and first-time listeners of the show are really going to like. Uh, that being said about Ted Lasso, I talked to my co-host on that, that season one rewatch, Alex McDaniel. We texted back and forth after we both watched the season two premiere on Friday and, you know, both blown away. Awesome, awesome premiere of that show. Not surprised. It's just Ted's the greatest. Ted's the greatest. So we're game for, for season two recaps. Going to be dropping those on Thursdays before the, the next Friday episode. So the first one will be this coming Thursday uh, before the episode two drop. It's going to be a little quicker recap than the, the in-depth dive that we did on season one. Not ruling that out for the end of season two or when season two wraps. But for now, going to be a quick, you know, the ballpark is about a 30-minute episode for those recaps. But, you know, when, when you start talking Ted Lasso, who knows, but but really looking forward to getting Alex back in the fold and continuing that Ted Lasso conversation. Now, if you follow the show on, on social media, you follow me on Twitter, Instagram, whatever, uh, you probably already saw this, but I have launched, after after two years of, of doing the show, I, I've launched a, a Patreon page um, for anyone who wants to support the show more than just being a listener. If you've listened to any episode of this podcast from episode one, talking to Remember the Titans, to last week's talking the Ted Lasso season finale, we've dropped about 160 of these so far. Uh, for the most part, a, a one-man show. You are beyond appreciated. Uh, you're, you're the fucking best if you've ever listened to this show. I really only thought it would be like my mom listening. Uh, when I started this two weeks ago, but um, started a Patreon page for anyone who 
wants to, you know, support what we've been doing here for the past two years, enjoys the podcast, wants to help out a little bit, and also wants to get a, a little bit more involved. Um, right now, I'm not putting anything, any episode content behind the paywall, but um, try to make those Patreon tiers more of a um, trying to build a little more of a listener community, get a little more input. I want to talk about what you guys want to hear. I want to hear what you guys think about these sports movies. You, I've been throwing out my potentially trash opinions for you know two years on movies, and uh, this is a chance for for some of my listeners to to give their own opinions and also kind of pick what we're going to talk about, steer the ship a little bit. Um, you know, biggest of shouts to the first round of patrons, the people supporting this podcast. Uh, that is Aaron Figueroa, Mike Schubert, Zachary Shelton, J.R. Hickey, Debbie Bolin, and Steve Rogers. I am hoping that more of you guys will join them, have a, a patron goal of, I think when we hit 30, we'll start doing some live movie rewatches. Um, the link to that Patreon page is in the show notes for anyone interested in having a bit more say in the show, supporting this endeavor, but patron or no patron, you... You're very appreciated as a listener to this show. Um, just something that you know I wanted to bring into the fold, uh, and and you know see it, see if we can perhaps generate a little more support for the show and a little more little more listener engagement as well. It's something that I'm hoping just improves the quality in this show and it improves the the product that we put out every Monday. But right now the plan is still uh, episodes every Monday, potentially some bonus Ted episodes, like I said earlier on Thursdays, but, um, nothing, none of the audio content is, is headed behind a paywall at this time. I'm still, you know, putting out the, the Monday episode to the general public and, you know, hoping that, that everyone continues to enjoy and continues to support as we have, you know, the support we've seen for the last two years has been awesome. Um, very much appreciated, but yeah, Patreon page link in the show notes, and um, let's get to Chris Long. This is an episode, like I said, completely like I was blown away that he took the time to do it. Guy was on vacation, Montana, stopped by to talk about his five favorite movie hangs. If you listen to Chris Long's podcast, which if you don't, you should. He does him and his co-host Macon do an incredible job. It's a great they have a great rapport. They always have a great rapport with their guests. It's a great interview show. Highly recommend it. But if you listen to Chris's podcast, you would probably expect him to have maybe some some off the wall or unique picks for his, his favorite movie hangs. And he did not disappoint. Um, I was very, I was thrilled to take the time with him. Um, so yeah, if, if you haven't yet, go check out Chris. He's just recently joined the blue wire network. He does a lot of great things on his show, but, um, without further ado, I've almost gone almost five minutes with this intro and housekeeping. Let's get to Chris long. All right, welcome on to Big Screen Sports, the newest member of Blue Wire Podcast, co-host of the Greenlight Pod. It is it is Chris Long. Chris, thanks so much for joining me on Big Screen Sports. Oh, thanks for having me. You, you hit me up uh, when I joined Blue Wire, and I was like, you know, this one looks like a, a fun pod that I'd like to be on, so I'm really happy to be here. I was honestly super surprised. I did not expect you to reply to that tweet, but here we are. I'd imagine most of my listeners know where to find you, but just in case, uh, where can they check out Greenlight Pod? What do you make and have going on soon? Well, hopefully you can catch us anywhere you you, you get your podcasts, uh, Spotify, um, Apple Podcasts. You know, we have a YouTube channel. I want to use the word burgeoning. I think that's the right word. Um, it's not It's not there yet, uh, but it's headed there. Um and so, yeah, we've got the Waffle House coming up. I lost the bet, kind of like that guy that went viral the other day. You're doing the 24 hours? I got to do that. Yeah. What's your What's your waffle goal there? Like, how many do you think you're getting in? 
I can get 12 down easy. What I, I figure what I'm going to do is just treat it like a day's work. And actually I'd love to work at the waffle house for a day. Uh, Charlottesville has a couple of nice waffle houses. Um, I've scoped out the one that's right for me and I'll be showing up and doing a pod. Um, I might do a bit of a marathon, have a bunch of people call in and I'll just try to get 12 waffles, uh, down the hatch and be out of there by, I don't know, dinner time. That's a it's a real good way to go about it. I spent a lot of my college years in, in the summers in Roanoke, Virginia, in your home oh, state. Did you? I did. And uh, yeah, I was playing summer baseball up there. And the Waffle House that I would spend most of my time in was uh, it was down the street from a strip club. Yeah. And so you can kind of imagine like the locale, the clientele. It's not a place I'd feel good spending 24 hours in. So I, well, I hope Charlottesville has has some some better options. We don't have any gentlemen's clubs uh, in Charlottesville, um, but if there were, they would be near the Waffle House, no question. And, um, you know, that would, if I was doing a Roanoke Waffle House deal, maybe some of the, the, the people that are working down the street would come in and I could interview them. I mean, like, this is the thing. I'm going to interview people uh, that I don't even know at the Waffle House, if they'll allow me. So it should be a pretty interesting podcast. I don't know how long it's going to be, what we're going to talk about, but I got to spend a lot of time in that in that thing. So let's let's do something with it. If you roll to the Waffle House in Roanoke on Electric Road around 3 or 4 o'clock in the morning, you will find uh, some excellent interview subjects. But okay, good. <laughs> before we get into the, the, main, the main topic for today's episode, uh, I was listening to your podcast yesterday, and at that time, I guess time of recording, you had not yet watched Ted Lasso, which I recently did a, a rewatch of this podcast on. Have you, have you bitten the bullet yet? I have not bit the bullet yet. Um Listen, I'm excited. I'm excited to try it because I know it's going to be good content, whether I like it or not. Like, hey, the story goes, this guy says he's no chance. He likes Ted Lasso. Everybody screams at him. That's good content. And then, like, on top of that, if I turn out to like it, people are going to love the fact that they were right. And if I hate it, they're going to scream at me and tell me I'm being a contrarian, which I'm not. I really just don't like the previews. I think, you know, like, I don't know. I have a very particular taste. It's hard to describe. But um, Macon put it well the other day. It, it looks a little feel good for me. And when it comes to sports, sports for so much of my career didn't make me feel good. So it's really hard. It'd be like coming up to a firefighter and being like, hey, there's this great feel good firefighter movie. You know, I'm not comparing <laughs> the two occupations at all. I mean, those guys risk their lives. But I'm just saying that, like, maybe people watching firefighters are getting something different out of a movie than the firefighters. And I feel like as an athlete, it's hard for me to watch sports movies sometimes because I, I'm like either jaded or, you know, annoyed by the movie. So when your co-host Macon said that, that it might not be a show for you, I was kind of like, well, childhood friend probably knows Chris better than the general public. He might actually not like Ted Lasso, but at the same time, it's just the most likable show. So I'm I'm very much looking forward to hearing what the results well, so, are. So, so, so. Is, have you met anybody that didn't like Ted Lasso yet? I haven't met a single person who that's who incredible. Didn't like Ted Lasso. And 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 I've met Jason Sudeikis, and who was the nicest person in the world. And I I have trouble criticizing people's like art, whether it's music or movies, if I know the person. Because let's be real, like there's always the like he would never care what I thought, but like let's say it hit the Google alert that I'm the only person on the planet that doesn't like Ted Lasso. And then I look like an asshole, but I'm just being honest that like there's some movies and some shows that I, for some reason, just can't get that everybody else gets. 
there's two that I always reference three billboards and, um, and hell or high water. Those two movies came out within like a year or two of each other. And I hated them both. And people told me they were like the greatest thing since, since sliced bread. Uh, see, I didn't like three billboards. I like hell or high water, but I, I did not, I yeah. won't, I won't ever watch three billboards again. Oh, it, I was found myself like laughing my ass off at stuff that wasn't supposed to be funny in the theater. And uh, that's usually a sign that the movie's not very good. I think Francis McDormand's amazing. And I saw that Nomad movie lately. Is that what the name is? Oh, I love Nomadland. Nomadland. Oh, I almost moved out of my house. Like, <laughs> dead serious. Like, the next morning, I'm at the breakfast table with my wife. I'm like, don't you think we do we need this stuff? You know, like, that was a really powerful. Did you start looking at Vans? Like, did you, did you even give that a, a little look? I have a van. Oh, so you're, I mean, you're ready to go. You could, you could pack your shit up and be, and be gone. I'm nomad land ready. And, but you know what? It was wild because I was at a bar in Montana this summer and I was talking to this lady and she worked at Walmart and, you know, like it was just kind of eerie. Some of the, I don't know, it was, it was eye opening, uh, seeing that movie and seeing how some folks live and like, you know, you already know the realities that exist for a lot of Americans, but it just paints a very bit different picture. And it I don't know, like a lot of movies will make you appreciate what you have. This movie kind of did the opposite. It was like it made you appreciate what you had, but then also consider that you probably don't need it. Um, but you should also be cognizant of the fact that you're lucky to have it. So it was like a complicating movie. Um, but I love that. I don't need a movie that like shoves the meaning in your face. And I thought that movie was really cool, but Frances McDormand, she's awesome. The movie just sucked. I thought it yeah, read like a play. I don't want to watch a play. Yeah. Three billboards was a bunch of people. I really like like Sam Rockwell and Woody Harrelson in a movie and Frances McDormand in a movie that I just didn't like. And that happens sometimes. Good Lord. Good Lord. And then the other one, Heller Highwater. I just had a problem with Chris Pine's haircut. And <laughs> you were going off on that in your last episode. Yeah, it's, it was too good to be realistically cast as like a guy who's so white trash that he would rob a bank. Like, like his hair was was perfect, and he had like he had like nice pearl snap stuff, and like, and also the banter between Jeff Bridges and the other sheriff I thought was a little over the top. I just love it because I went to school in West Texas, so it was just nice seeing that locale on film mm -hmm. and that film not being not being Friday Night Lights. Like it was a little more realistic a, a portrait. Like I love Friday Night Lights, but it was a little more realistic look at what West Texas is. Like. I wish they'd have done that movie darker. That's all. Which you could have done. You make a couple different choices, and, they, and you could have made that movie real dark. Yeah, which I would have liked. And I like dark movies, so there you go. I mean, like you're probably we're we're doing top five hangs here. You told me you gave me a little homework. You're going to probably be one or two of them. You're like, that doesn't seem like a good time. I'm yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty, let's roll into that. So I, I said, I, at first I was like, do your top five sports movies. And you were like, I don't know if I'll have a good list. And I was like, okay, well let's do your top five movie hangs. Mm -hmm. And so I'm, I'm pretty interested. And with this, when you were putting your list together, were you imagining like them hanging out with you, with what you like to do? Or you're, you're on their turf. You're going out with what these characters like to do. Um, Man, I was thinking of like agreeable activities that work for okay. us. But I will say this, I mean, like Major League, you know, is the best sports movie. Major League One, Major League Two, whatever. All the way to the, the minors one, which we'll forget about. But Major League takes the cake. I mean, that's a Hall of Famer for me. Yeah. So yeah, you, you're going to get no complaints on my end. So who is your top five movie, Hanks? Who's, who's I guess, number five? I don't know if you ranked him or if you just listed five. Well, I struggled. I struggled. There's going to be, you know, and, and full disclosure, you guys are like serious, 
you know, cinema people and those I respect that craft because you guys remember a lot of stuff. Like I forget movie lines. I forget movies I've seen entirely, which is nice because then I could rewatch them and it's new. So, That's a perk. Yeah. So if I missed something, I, you know, I'm not like I'm not claiming to be like Siskel and Ebert here, but, um, you know, the easiest one for me was probably Ricky Bobby's dad. Ricky Bobby's dad, and I made this list at 10 p.m. last night, but Ricky Bobby's dad to me is awesome because you can vent around him. That's all he's going to do is complain about shit, and I love that. Um, he's going to do impulsive stuff. He's dry. He probably likes the same beer I like. He's just that kind of guy that that hangs out at a dive bar or can make the Applebee's bar fun and, like, I'm more into that kind of speed than like, let's hit a club. Like, you know, there's going to be some, some of these characters in movies that probably did it big, did like a big rave and that sort of thing. I want the guy that's going to belly up to a bar for a couple hours and complain. And that's Ricky Bobby's dad. Dad! Hey, hey there, boy! Man, you got big. How long has it been? Three, four months? Ten years. Ten years? Man. I got to lay off the peyote. And even if he doesn't like the beer you drink, if you're buying, like if you have a if you have a 12 pack, he's going to drink it with you anyway. He He's an all takers kind of beer guy. Oh, he is. I, I would love to buy a big like I buy like 100 Rolling Rocks and think and see if we could drink them. I, he seems like a good guy to go in on that project with. And I'm a big river guy. And I know we talk about this in the pod, but I feel like Ricky Bobby's dad loves hanging out on a river on just a muddy river. So. I would love to hang out with Ricky Bobby's dad. Yeah, and he seems he's a if you bring the rolling rock thing to him, he seems like kind of a motivational guy and not in like a a coach giving you like a rah-rah motivational speech, but more just like degrading you until you drink those beers. Exactly. And what I loved about him was the whole scene. Sometimes I identify with his character like when everything's going right, I feel wrong. Like <laughs> you know, like when everything was going right for him at Applebee's, he had to just go fuck it up or he had to go like just walk out in the road. He couldn't take it. Like sometimes I feel that way. And so I identify with that. And I think we can all identify with a little bit of the self-sabotage guy. Um, and yeah, I think I would have fun with with Ricky Bobby's dad. Do you want to go? Did you have a list? Um, I did not. I mean, I, I have... I put together a list in the past, but I mean, I'm I'm here to hear okay, yours. Okay. So I'm let's let's roll with let's see what Chris has to. Be. Another guy I have on my list, and this could go over five, but yeah, I want to mention King Julian from um, Madagascar. That guy would just that's a that's a dad shit pick right there. Yeah, well, for sure, <laughs> I would just I would eat a giant edible and hang out with King Julian. I mean, you could probably make that happen, honestly. Just like watch Madagascar and, probably, and eat that edible. Yeah, it's <laughs> probably, probably, probably like that role. It's not like you're having a conversation with him, anyways. You're just observing him. But he didn't really <laughs> make my list. I have starred. I have the the wolf from Pulp Fiction. Oh yeah, yeah. I think just the subject matter, the stories that guy has. He probably knows his way around L.A. Would you want to do a day on his turf? Like, take me on what a ride along is like for the wolf? Absolutely. I would like to ride along <laughs> with the wolf. That's the whole thing is like, you, you if you're in the car with the wolf, you're in the car with the wolf. And then afterwards you go drink and I'll be sitting there queasy because he just he he cleaned up like a triple homicide. And he's just going to be like eating his steak at the bar at, at our, you know, at whatever hotel bar we hit, whatever cool hang that he knows uh, exists in L.A. Like, I don't know my way around L.A. very well. This guy does the wolf. 
And you're you're worried he's calmly eating his steak. You're thinking like we got to get that stuff out of the trunk and we got to get it out right now. For sure, but because this is a fantasy exercise, I assume there's no repercussions. Like we're just completely like we're just in fantasy land, me and the wolf for a day. And so yeah, like you, you can wash your hands of it and be done. Be, and be done. And I don't want to see like the ugly scenes, but I just know that if we do happen upon an ugly scene, like I'm going to wait outside and he's just not going to be phased at all. And he's going to just cut his steak at 10 PM over a beer. And I think the wolf would be very interesting. Um, Seth Rogen in any movie he's been in. Completely fair. Yeah. That, that's a good pick. I feel like Seth plays himself. So I, I feel really good about that. Um, and, and he seems like one of the most likable guys in the whole industry. And now he's like, He's making like paraphernalia and stuff, and he's yeah, got. Yeah, have like, you bought any of his pottery? I don't know if he sells it, but I know he makes a shit ton of it. So I guess you can't buy some of his stuff uh, outside of California, so I w- I would never do something illegal. But you know, Obviously, I suppose yeah. what I could do is is have a friend buy it. Do you have a Do you have a favorite Seth Rogen? Like, is there a particular Seth Rogen movie that you're like this? I mean, you've got like the cop from Superbad. You've got knocked up you yeah to me it was knocked up knocked up was the closest one i just feel like he's just so relatable in knocked up you know like i'm not saying everybody's marriage is like that but what i'm saying is that like he was a regular guy and i think that was cool and like i think it was in knocked up my favorite scene in that movie is when paul rudd is playing fantasy baseball oh yeah they're all sitting there holed up in this guy's house and so his wife who's that actress is tremendous i can't remember her name she's been in so much good that stuff is leslie Bitt. On me. yeah leslie she's amazing and she rolls up and she's thinking she's busting it on like a bachelor party an impromptu like you know they called your friends from down the street from waffle house but no <laughs> they're just playing fantasy baseball and my favorite line uh in the whole movie is i want to see spider-man too well, what'd you do last wednesday night when you said you went to see a band went to the movies. With who? By myself. What'd you see? Spider-Man 3. Why do you want to go by yourself? Why didn't you ask me to go? Because I needed to get away, you know, with work and you and the kids. Sometimes I just need some time to myself. I need time for myself. I want time for myself, too. You're not the only one. It's not that big of a deal. I like (laughs) Spider-Man. Because... It's just so true sometimes. It's an authentic marriage line. Because it's a marriage thing, dude. Yeah. You know, like she might not be interested in Spider-Man, but she wants to see it too. And I think marriage is about doing things with each other. And I thought that was a really good movie. And I thought Seth was a great character. And when they went to, to Vegas and they were on Boomers and they watched Cirque du Soleil, I just, the whole movie's awesome. Hey everyone, I want to tell you about Blue Wire Hustle, a brand new program where you can host your own podcast right here at Blue Wire. Hustle was created to give everyone the opportunity to take your podcast to the next level. Or if you want to host a podcast and just don't know where to start, Hustle is the perfect place for you. It's something that I wish I would have had when I was first uh, getting into the podcast game would have been extremely helpful. As part of the program, you'll receive personal cover art, Q&As with Blue Wire's top podcasters, and that includes your boy on uh, January 14th, so tune into that. Uh, access to our community Discord and an e-learning course full of tips and tricks. On top of that, Blue Wire is going to help you get your show pushed out to Apple, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, and all other listening platforms. 
The best part is you can get this all for only $15 a month, the same rate as other hosting site would charge you just for the initial setup. I'll pull back the curtain a little bit. I uh, paid a hosting platform more than this when I started out my podcast and they were terrible. Uh, again, this is something I, I really wish I would have had. Uh, getting into the podcast game. So whether you're starting from scratch or have an existing show that you want to grow, Hustle is an open door to leveling up your sports experience. Acceptance into the program is limited, so get your application in today. To apply, go to bwhustle.com join. Check out the description box for this episode to find out more, but that is bwhustle.com join. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Yeah, and if you hang out with that character, you probably get to hang out with all his friends too while they're working on their, their nude movie scene site. Oh, yeah. Their, their Mr. Skin <laughs> ripoff. So you, you get to hang out with that crew and like Jonah Hill's there and Jason Siegel's there. That's a good one. That actress was also Leslie Mann. I was incorrect. I would have killed me if I, Leslie if I got that wrong. Okay. Leslie Mann, because she's in all those she's Judd Apatow. So she's Judd funny. Apatow's wife. Oh, is she, they're married. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So she's hilarious. But like, you know, I had, you know, some of the, I had Cool Hand Luke on here. Oh, yeah. I love, I love uh, Paul Newman in that movie. And I just like for a kid that didn't watch a lot of old movies, like Cool Hand Luke was one of them when I was a kid. And it's one of my favorites. And uh, it's at least, I didn't name my kid after Cool Hand Luke, but I have a Luke. And so like, you know, my first association with the word, with the name Luke was, was Paul Newman. And it was. You know that kind of that kind of push the push the boundaries, f- fight authority. You know, be an individual. Like I just love that character, and I think he'd be really fun to have a beer with. Also, the epitome of the the coolest guy in the room. Like it's fun to hang out with the coolest guy in the room who exudes. It's like casual cool energy though, because there's a difference between the guy, the shaking hands, kissing babies guy who who people like, and just like. I'm going to sit in this chair. I'm going to drink my beer. I'm not going to say a whole lot. And everyone in here knows that I'm just the coolest motherfucker on the planet. Yep. And so there's no pressure. It's like, we don't have to say anything. I just be staring out my, one of my best friends in the world, his name's Tom. He doesn't say two words like, and you know, like it's just nice sometimes to be around somebody that lets it breathe (laughs) and you know, uh, is interested in what, whatever you're talking about. Big Lebowski, I feel like is an automatic. It's a shoe in. Um, I mean, I feel like if I'm, it's a very chalky pick, but I would love to hang out with, uh, with Big Lebowski, the dude. That's the one that I was, 
I was anticipating that you might bring to the table. Do you want to go bowling with him? Like, what's the what's the ideal hangout? I want to go to parties. I want to go to parties with him. I, I like the way he hangs out at parties. You know what I mean? Like, I want to be that guy that's so detached socially. I have a really hard time because I'll feel like I'm responsible for situations. Like, you know, especially because I, I coordinate a lot of social like gatherings and stuff and i got a bunch of friends back home and you know like i live in my hometown so i'm always like on you know what i mean which kind of sucks sometimes big you know the dude's like the dude is just there he's not worried about anybody else like legitimately not worried about anything else whether it was uh the nihilist or um what's her name painting her toenails or he, he he's just worried about the rug, you know, he's just worried about his rug. He's worried about the simple things. Uh, he wants his white Russians, which by the way, I love white Russians. I'll drink them on vacation um, by like the, the five or six of them, which is like a million calories, but I, there's nothing bad about hanging out with the dude. No, I mean, and that's something that you can, it's easy to envy in a movie character and movie characters like that who don't have a lot of care of what anyone else is doing around them and don't, you know, just want to do their own thing, which is something that it's easy to be like, yeah, you know, I, I walk to the beat of my own drum. I do what I want to do and stuff like that. But not many people actually really like that. You're always concerned with something, one thing or another. And that characters like that or hanging with someone like that is enviable because I'm sure like you know, I have friends who are kind of similar to that, who will be like, you know, I don't really give a shit what everyone else is doing. I'm going to do what I want to do. And it's it's fun to hang out with people like that because you can kind of feed off that energy. There's nothing worse than somebody that places doubt in your head. Like there's enough. I have like basically social anxiety. So like and that's a real thing. I'm not like just saying that. But like, you know, when I'm in a social situation, my mind is racing. Um, you know, and I think that's a product of like growing up with a dad that, you know, when you walk into a restaurant, people are staring at you. And then like, I do the same thing for a living. Like, you know, it's just nice having somebody around that doesn't pl place like seeds of doubt in you. I'm very impulsive. I want to go to whatever bar I want to go to. If I want to up and leave someplace, I want to go there. I don't want to have a conversation about it. And Jeff Bridges in, in Big Lebowski is not a guy that, hey, if I want to go down the street, like we can take a 30 minute break. You'll come catch me when it's time to catch me. If you like it here, I'm going to just go over there. Like he's not worried about it. He's not going to he's not going to place all these seeds of doubt. He's not going to slow me down. I don't need to be slowed down. And, and the dude's not slowing me down. Absolutely not. Who else you got on the list? Uh, well, I can tell you who I'm not going to invite. I, 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 I you know, um, oh, I like a good I like a good not list, too. Yeah, well, I, the list is one guy. It, I had never seen Sexy Beast until like a year ago. But Ben Kingsley and Sexy Beast, <laughs> is the worst hang of all time. Like I have never seen a house guest just cause a situation to unravel. Like in an unfunny way more than Ben Kingsley and sexy beast. So I just want to put that in there that I would never want to hang out with Ben Kingsley from sexy beast is not getting the invite to start. He is not coming to waffle house. No, the last one, I guess I have that I want to mention is, um, I'm probably at six, but Kristen wig in um, in bridesmaids, Annie, I think is her character. Hey buddy. How you doing? I'm good. I feel I'm so much more relaxed. Thank you, Helen. I just feel like I'm excited and I feel relaxed and I'm ready to party. 
last of them, and I'm gonna go down to the river. <laughs> so that's an interesting one because she is she's very high stress in a lot of that movie. Has her fun but moments, but there's a it is endearing, but she's high stress. I think she was endearing high stress. Like somebody who's so high stress that that they kind of take the edge off because you just get out of the way. Like that's just their MO. Like they become entertainment. I'm not responsible for her. She's not my wife. She's not my girlfriend. She's my friend in this scenario. Um, you know, not that I'm responsible for my wife or girlfriend, but you know what I mean? In a social situation your interests are kind of intertwined. And like, for me, if I could detach myself from her as she's going through that airplane routine or saying whatever other type of funny shit she was up to in that movie, like I would really be entertained by her. I think that's a, a brilliant movie. And I think she is, uh, she's kind of a comedic genius, man. Like, oh, I, I love her. I think she's amazing. And I just had to put her on the list. So, um, for sure. Yeah, I mean, for me, I'm I'm a big sweets guy, and I love a baked good. And so I like the idea of hanging out with someone who, you know, you guys all get home, and she's like, I, let me just let me just throw a quick cake in the oven. That's right big for me. I forgot about that. That's a that's a huge asset, especially for me personally. Exactly. And so you've thought this out to where, like, yeah, you're gonna have food in the fridge. All I'm thinking about, and this says a lot about me, is who I want to sit at a bar with. Yeah. That, I mean, you, you gotta you gotta look at the the after effect, like you know what what's gonna happen post post the bar. But she'd she'd be fun at a bar too. Um, before I get you out of here, I'm gonna run through. I wrote down a couple of mine. I just want to see if you've seen any of these movies, have any quick thoughts, and then we'll we'll roll. You, you got out. it. Yeah. Have you seen Swingers? Yeah, Swingers, but I couldn't comment on it. It's been since high school. Yeah, Vince Vaughn's character in Swingers, Trent, he's a big confidence guy. I need, I need that. You need that guy in the group who's just boosting everybody up and who's just genuine. Who wants wants the whole group to succeed in some form or fashion. That's uh that's big for me. And he's got that energy. Oh yeah. In all yeah. his movies, like he he's he's the guy that that kind of like talks people into doing shit. So he's like that in Swingers too. If I yeah, he was that big, big larger than life leader type guy. Yeah, so uh, Bradley Cooper in The Hangover, his character The Hangover, and I like him because he's the he's the guy who he's going to keep going all weekend because he only gets out every so often. You kind of need that guy to pick the group up, and he's also going to make you feel better about yourself as a husband. Like no matter what, it's like I'm better than Phil. So I and, and before you said the last part, I feel like I'm I'm living in that same. In that same world. I mean, like when I get out, I can still hang, but I just don't get out a lot. I just want to hang out with Zach Galifianakis and anything. Oh, I yeah. want to hang out with Zach. Did you ever see the the spinoff of him when he said he was Seth Galifianakis and he did the YouTube? No, I, I missed that one. You need to YouTube Seth Galifianakis. It is the funniest <laughs> thing on YouTube. And I just want to put that uh, that out there for people listening. Seth Galifianakis. The last one I've got for you is, uh, did you see Once Upon a Time in Hollywood? Yes. Are you picking uh, Brad Pitt? No, I am picking Rick Dalton just because of that whiskey sour scene. Damn it, Rick. Fucking lines and burst yourself like that in front of all those goddamn people. Well, you were drinking all night. Fucking drinking again. Eight goddamn fucking whiskey sours. <sighs> fucking bullshit. You're a fucking miserable drunk. You fucking remembering your fucking lines. I practiced them and now I don't look like I goddamn practiced them. You're sitting there like a fucking baboon. <laughs>
fucking whiskey sour. I couldn't stop at fucking three or four of eight. Wow. And then the, at the end, when he's when he's in the pool, he's in the pool with the full pitcher of margaritas. Yeah. I, I imagine myself in like 1960s Hollywood rolling around with that guy getting shit faced. I thought about picking Brad's character in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, he was just like, however people feel about it in the movie. He beat up Bruce Lee. He did. Uh, he, 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 he could hang. He had good instincts. He was a badass, so like I could get totally trashed, and if somebody busts in the house, he's gonna kill him. Yeah, and his dog, cool dog, cool train cool dog. Cool dog. <laughs> it's like, dude, I want to pet your dog. Yeah, that guy's that guy's cool, but yeah, Rick Dalton too. Is it Rick Dalton? Rick Dalton is Leo's character. There was a point in that movie that I just started laughing, and it and I was laughing because he's so good at acting. He's, he's fucking incredible. It's like, incredible. I think he was crying or something. And I was just like, I cannot believe this guy. And it's amazing because when he's not filming a movie, you see like you see pictures of him like on a boat. He looks he looks terribly. He looks like Jack Nicholson. He's <laughs> surrounded by 20 year old girls. And then he just pulls it together for these incredible performances. And then he goes back and lives his amazing life. Leonardo DiCaprio is the ultimate. If your wife has a crush on him or wants a hall pass, like that's the least threatening hall pass to me. Like, I can't fathom how, you know, like how that, like I've seen enough pictures of him in Us Weekly and People Magazine to know what he really looks like. And even on screen, like, you know, uh, it's much better if your wife come home comes home and asks for a hall pass with Leonardo DiCaprio than like Chris Hemsworth because you just oh yeah you, like, you, yeah, the Chris Hemsworth thing no you just can't stack up. <laughs> <laughs> but Leo seems like a joy. One of my favorite videos is when he he wandered across Jonah Hill. It's so, like on the a street somewhere and pretended to be like a paparazzi or a crazy fan like taking a picture of him. Right? I like him, dude. I like I I, I want to like him. I don't know anything about him. I want to like him. He seems like in real life he'd be a cool hang. I want to. What actual actor would be a cool hang? That's I would that's I would love to know question. that. Would love to know that. Um, but Chris, that's that's all I've got for you. I appreciate you coming on the show. Tell the folks again where they can find you and check out Greenlight. Yep, Greenlight Pod, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, YouTube, anything else. Use the Google machine. We appreciate you, and uh, I'm so happy to be part of Blue Wire. So hopefully, we do this again, man. Absolutely. Very much appreciate this. If you enjoyed this episode of Big Screen Sports, subscribe, rate, review. You know the drill. If you're a baseball fan, check out my other podcast from Phenom to the Farm. That's presented by Baseball America. Comes at you every other Tuesday. And we'll catch you next Monday. Thanks for listening. Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. 
That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.